Welcome back to another episode of I Have Issues. It's your boy Vasos bringing you some more comic book goodness here for December the 1st, 2021. Man, it's already December. Crazy, 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 crazy. But man, a lot of good issues this week. Uh, Marvel, DC, the Indies. You know, DC was very annual heavy this week, so it's crazy. A lot of annuals from DC. Uh, Some good choices for Marvel. Uh, and the indies. Also, there's a little bit. There's 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 a shakeup with uh, with pick of the week this week. I don't think you guys are gonna be able to guess what it is. You know, will it be third time a charm? Three weeks in a row for a certain title, or will it be something different? Does DC have something to say about it? Does Marvel have something to say about it? Does Boom have something to say about it? Aftershock, Image, who knows? All right, let's get into the issues. All right, now we're going to start things off this week. With the Indies up first from Aftershock Comics. We have Maniac of New York, The Bronx is Burning, issue number one. That's right, the Maniac of New York is back. Harry is back. And, you know, so this starts out with, uh, you know, our detectives, uh, uh, Zelda and what is the other detective's name? Uh, Gina, or Detective Green and Detective Zelda. So anyway, they're investigating kind of this uh, this robbery of sorts. Uh, somebody who was wearing a you know mask that looks like the maniac, and you know of course obviously it's not him because he ha- he's talking and he has a gun. So <laughs> uh, so anyway, the guy gets away. Whatever they're putting together some leads, uh, just basically trying to see if anybody has as so much as actually seen him. Uh, him being the maniac, uh, or Harry, as he's uh, being called. Um, meanwhile, then you also have uh, one of our other characters, our new, uh, looks like main character. He's on his way to high school, uh, you know, there, there in the Bronx. Uh, kind of gets picked on and bullied, and uh, this particular school doesn't really have, uh, what's the right way? Basically, they have protocols they have to follow as far as they can't call the police without calling uh, this hotline or whatever uh, to get approval for to send the police and all this other stuff. So it was kind of kind of stupid. But uh, yeah, uh, you know they're thinking, well, there's no way, you know, the maniac will go anywhere, you know, past where the train was, and you know it's just only going to be he, he'll stay out of out of the Bronx. Well, somebody didn't tell that to, to old Harry because Harry decides to show up to the school. And, uh, yeah, it just starts his murderous spree all over again, and he has a room full of victims to end off, uh, this, uh, issue. So, yeah, I'm excited. I like where this is, uh, I like this series. Uh, The Maniac in New York, the first arc was really good. Uh, just the art style is incredible. I just, I really dig it. 
Uh, this and Bunny Mask. These two remind me, they have very, very uh, similar art styles. I, I believe they have the same, uh, one of the same people on the book. But yeah, so that was The Maniac of New York, The Bronx is Burning, issue number one. All right, now we're going to go over to Image. First, we have Department of Truth, issue number 14. So this is the origin of uh, Agent Hawk. So uh, we see uh, Oswald, you know, Lee Harvey Oswald, and another detective or another uh, member, so to speak, of the, I believe they call him uh, Agent Tinfoil. I believe is what they name. They name him. Uh, but they also, you know, they kind of divulge into, you know, L. Ron Hubbard uh, and Jack Parsons and all this other stuff. Basically how they, you know, kind of, I guess, unleashed, you know, the uh, the woman in red. Uh, uh, Bab- uh, Babylon, I believe is what they call her, or Balon, something like that. Uh, pretty much they bring her into existence, uh, into the real world. Um while creating Scientology and all this other stuff. So uh, Lee Harvey Oswald goes to speak with uh, this crazy old man who lives out in the middle of nowhere, and he built this giant, giant, giant bunker. And, uh, and he, uh, of course, his kid's out there, you know, and his kid's just cussing up a storm, talking about, you effing, you know, you fucking moron, and, you know, these people are out here, all this other stuff. So anyway, uh, Oswald... And his partner ended up meeting up, meeting with this guy, and he's kind of explaining the whole situation as to what's kind of how he heard everything going, and he's kind of one of these doomsday preppers and all this other stuff. Um, yeah, so you kind of get the origin of how the woman in the, the woman in red with the X's over her eyes, how she kind of uh, came to be, if you will, uh, born into the conspiracy theory world. Uh, but yeah, uh, like I said, you, you eventually you find out that the uh, the kid outside his name it's our Agent Hawk, who we know current in current times with Agent Cole. Uh, but yeah, so it's a nice little origin story. Great artwork, haunting artwork. Uh, you know, kind of disturbing in a way, but uh, nonetheless, it's still a very enjoyable story. Uh, and I like how they're going back in and kind of filling in the gaps, so to speak, um, and keeping me and keeping this uh, story interesting. That is Department of Truth, issue number 14. Up next, we have Hell Cop, issue number two. So uh, our main main character, our Hell Cop, uh, Virgil, he kind of gets framed for the murder of his partner. Of course, he had nothing to do with it. There's uh, more at play here than we're allowed to believe. You know, he basically is kind of given a bullshit, uh, bullshit trial, so to speak. Uh, you know, no direct evidence, at least nothing that's brought up to him that he's allowed to uh, retort. You know, it's kind of one of those things where they're just like, yep, open and shut. Yep, he's guilty. Boom. And then they, they kind of send him off uh, on his own. Well, uh, Virgil ends up having some help escaping, and of course, you know he goes in. He goes into the hell dimension, looking to see if maybe he can find his partner's soul and clear up something, so he can figure out kind of 
basically clear his name and find out who killed his partner. So he kind of boards this train. Uh, kind of reminds me if anybody's seen Titan Season 3, uh, where uh, Donna Troy and uh, uh, Tim Drake are on the train when they're supposedly dead. And then they get off and all this other stuff. And so that's kind of how this is. He's looking for a soul. Well, he ends up finding the uh, the politician that he saw on television, he being Virgil. And basically, he's like, dude, what are you doing here? You know? He's like, I just I just seen you giving your speech last night. And the guy's like, what do you mean last night? I never made it to my speech. You know? I never... It, I don't remember anything from the past two days. Come find out he's been dead two days, so somebody else was basically uh, posing as him, or so we think. So there's more, more kind of uh, at stake here, and you know, so Virgil's doing his thing. He's got some help uh, there in the uh, hell realm, if you will, or hell dimension, if you will. So it's gonna be a uh, be a cool, uh, cool series. A I'm a, a good hook and a good twist. Uh, I'm digging it. I like this uh, kind of uh, murder mystery story. That is Hell Cop issue number two. Up next, we have a brand new number one from Mark Millar. This one I went back and forth on. If it was going to be my pick of the week, was it not? Uh, it's King of Spies issue number one. Basically, it's about this. Uh, it's about this spy named Roland King. You know, he shows kind of how badass he is back in the day. All this, this, and this. Uh, well, he's gotten old. He's, you know, re retired, so to speak. And, you know, he kind of finds out he only has six months to live. And so basically, his he's basically going to try to make up for all the wrongs he's done, such as, you know, uh, not having a great relationship with his son, you know, having uh, cheated on his son's mother, uh, just made all-around poor choices. Uh, and yeah, and he's trying to kind of go out with a bang and kind of uh, make up for his mistakes. He, At one point, you know, after he finds out you know, he only has a few months to live, he goes into this, uh, this the restroom of this bar he's in, and, you know, these guys that have been, been kind of causing a lot of shit in the bar with the waitresses and stuff like that and the bartenders so he kind of follows these guys in the bathroom there's some pretty uh high up and uh you know dangerous gangster ass people so he kind of goes in there and does his thing does his you know agent you know his he's a spy you know he's a top agent he's a badass and he goes in there and just murks all these fools <laughs> and just walks out like it's not no big deal you know determined he's gonna make a difference the last few days of his life so uh like artwork is fantastic this is uh very well story the story was very well told uh mark millard defines these characters really well so uh i'm really excited to see where this goes it that is the king of spies issue number one and finally this week from image we have believe it or not spawn 324 that's right spawn does not go back to back to back weeks as pick of the week but uh yeah he this is basically a jim downing and uh mark issue you know medieval spawn uh basically this is jim kind of uh 
I guess kind of getting a feel as to where exactly Mark is. Uh, then while he's kind of they're having these conversations, they're getting attacked by angels and you know just out in the middle in broad daylight in public, and you know they're not even trying to cover the tracks. And so that's how Jim's like, all right, this is this is serious. They're really pissed at Spawn that they're just willing to come after you know anybody are just willing to come after us you know in broad daylight not even trying to hide so there's something up and you know al's too proud to think that he can't you know that he needs help that you know he thinks he can do this all by himself and he will push himself to the brink uh and you need to be prepared uh this is jim telling uh mark you need to be prepared to basically make a tough call you know when the time is right if you have to put down al you'll do it so to speak you know and not in so many words but that's uh more or less what he, the the proposition he ends up giving him uh, but yeah like i said artwork is fantastic uh you know spawn there this is kind of spoilerish but you know towards the end uh al al simmons you know spawn ends up having a face-to-face meeting with uh the redeemer because all hell has broken loose uh pun intended and you know shit has hit the fan and the redeemer has basically come to tell al hey uh yeah we need we need a we need a plan <laughs> so like i said good stuff very good very good issue uh just mm, there was just you know some other things that just just happened to nudge spawn off the top spot that's spawn issue 324 also out this week from Aftershock Comics, uh, we have Cross to Bear Issue 2. I read the first issue, was not impressed at all, so I did not pick up Issue 2. Uh, the Search for Who, Issue Number 3. Uh, Capacity, the last, or Capacity, the Dragon Incident, Issue 4. Then also out from Image, we have Deadly Class, Issue 49. The Me You Love in the Dark, Issue Number 5, the finale of that series. Uh, the Scumbag, Issue 11. The Magic Order 2, Issue Number 2. Chew, Issue Number 10. And that's it for the Indies this week. Okay, guys. Obviously, with Spawn uh, not being Pick of the Week, that means we're going to have a new, a brand new Pick of the Week. But let's keep on going and let's move on over to Marvel. Starting things off this week with Marvel. Up first, we have The Amazing Spider-Man, issue number 80. So, this uh, picks back up with uh, Ben fighting uh, Kraven, 
So, you know, he's drugged, so he's kind of going through this trippy spell where it kind of looks like something from uh, uh, Arkham uh, Asylum or Arkham City. I'm sorry, Arkham Knight or Arkham Asylum where, you know, you're seeing all kinds of crazy things. Uh, basically, it's Ben's kind of tripping out with this... Uh, I, I can't remember if it was a gas or if it was something that... Anyway, it was something that, that Craven hit him with. And so he's seeing all these different things and, you know, Ben's able to fight it fight it off and uh get through it and whatnot and uh yeah it was pretty cool the artwork was great um i'm kind of hoping we stick to this it was uh it was nice simple and fun uh and then uh looks like uh the beyond corporation is not too happy with all the uh spider people out there so uh <laughs> they're really taking this uh rights to spider-man thing pretty seriously so uh they've also kind of got a uh, you know a certain other Spider-Man that's in uh, Brooklyn, you know, main, namely Miles Morales. They've kind of got him in their sights, so that's kind of where things look like they're leading into the next issue. But it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. That's Amazing Spider-Man issue number 80. Up next, we have Daredevil issue 36 by Chip Zdarsky. This is the finale of this series, uh, at least Zdarsky's run on it. Uh, so basically, you know, we have, it picks back up where the last issue left off, where, uh, the, uh, pretty much the heroes have kind of gathered in Times Square to hand over Bullseye, and, you know, they're like, hey, Daredevil's, uh, taking down some pretty serious people, and he's not gonna go back to jail, of course, Matt being Matt, you know, Daredevil just decides, I'm gonna go back, he gets released, all this other stuff, <clears throat> Him and Electra kind of go off into the middle of no, you know, out in the middle of nowhere in the country, and uh, kind of have some uh, intimacies, if you will. Um, and pretty much, she kind of, you know, basically, she's she's prove she's trying to prove herself to Matt that she's willing to change and all this other stuff, and so she's gonna continue to be Daredevil. And um, meanwhile, you know, Kingpin's about to get married uh, to Typhoid Mary, and you know he's paid uh he's given you know a nice little gift but then he's paid a visit by daredevil and basically you know daredevil by matt murdoch daredevil he's sitting there and he basically tells uh kingpin he says look fisk uh you know we've done this dance so many times before and he says i just i think every time that you know we finally turned the corner i figured out how to beat you and he just like look i think the only way i can beat you truly is for you to be happy and for you to move on and change is for you to be happy. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to let you be happy because now that I see that you finally are. So it was it was cool. I liked it. I like where it's going. And uh, this uh, Devil's Reign uh, seems like it's going to be pretty cool. And then also you've got the underlying tension of uh, maybe the public's not so trusting of superheroes anymore, you know. Because uh, at one point Reed Richards is a visiting Daredevil and he's like, look. You know, we definitely, this is shaky ground. We have to be better because we definitely don't want a repeat of the Superhero Registration Act. We, we don't want that. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. And then it also ties back into, you know, with uh, in regards to, you know, Matt Murdock, Daredevil's identity being known out there. Pretty much, she says that spell's still out there, that anybody that tries to find his identity or anything mentioning it they see something different or they see nothing so 
it's going to be interesting to see where uh, the next run of Daredevil goes, and especially with uh, Devil's Reign, so that'll be pretty cool. Daredevil issue 36. Very strong contender for pick of the week, by the way. Uh, up next, we have Death of Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, one-shot. This is by uh, Jed McKay. Now, this was a lot of fun. This was basically a Ben Riley Spider-Man, and Black Cat team-up. So Doctor Strange has kind of left this checklist of things for Spider-Man to do, and, you know, Black Cat's like, no, you're not Spider-Man. And Ben's like, dude, I'm, I'm freaking Spider-Man. You know, Peter's in a coma, and do you think I'm happy about that? No. He says, but if this duty falls to Spider-Man, I'm going to go fulfill my obligations as Spider-Man and do what Doctor Strange asks and all this other stuff. So... It's a nice dynamic team up and uh, you know like I said the dialogue is really good um, you know there's some good points made by by Ben Riley and by Black Cat throughout this whole run or this whole uh, issue so good stuff uh, very impressed by this I uh, you know definitely like this a lot better than the last issue of Death of Doctor Strange but uh yeah it should be fun that was Death of Doctor Strange Spider-Man one shot up next, we have Star Wars Darth Vader, issue number 18. So, basically, this is Vader assembling um, his own little group of mercenaries <laughs> to basically try to take out the Crimson Dawn, who looks like they've kind of got their own plans in place or whatnot. I don't know. I, Vader's stuff was cool. But everything else, but it was like Vader was only in like a quarter to a third of the book in his own book of that. But uh, I don't know. It was uh, it was different. I I don't know if I want to read the Crimson Dawn stuff going forward because I'm not entirely all that interested. In it. You know, it's finally moved away from War of the Bounty Hunters, and now it looks like it's going into another event. Which I'm just like, eh, do we really need another Star Wars event? But, you know, it is what it is. So, it was okay. Uh, that is Darth, Star Wars Darth Vader, issue 18. Up next, we have Venom, issue number two. This is a Rom V issue. So, basically, this was very good. Uh, this is not as good as issue one, but it still was very good. Uh, basically, uh, we're kind of getting what uh, Dylan's kind of doing. Now that Eddie, he or that Eddie perceived to, is perceived to be dead, um, you kind of go back, leading up to that moment when Eddie gets blown up and all that other stuff. Basically, you know, it's funny he leaves Dylan this voicemail telling him, "Hey, don't bond with the symbiote." And the first thing the symbiote does is bond with Dylan. <laughs> um, you know, it was weird. So, you know, a lot of cool action shots with Venom and Sleeper. And they're basically going to meet this uh, this person that uh, Eddie left a message with Dylan saying, hey, if things get bad, like I think they're about to get bad, I need you to go look for this person named uh, Archer Lyle and go to this diner and this, this, and this. And uh, yeah, so it's, it's interesting. It, it, it's definitely taking a different take uh, or in a different direction. So... I, I am intrigued to see where this goes, and also I'm I'm interested to see the the contrast and the dynamic we're gonna have with two writers on the same story. 
or the same book, you know, with Rom V writing part of it and then uh, Al Ewing writing the other half of it. So it'll it'll be interesting to see how this flows. That is Venom, issue number two. Finally, from Marvel, we have Trial of Magneto, issue number four. So I'm not 100% sure how to take this book. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, it's just really kind of weird, I think. Um, so Wanda met herself, like an older version of herself, and then a younger version of herself. Um, and basically her guilt of, I guess, everything that she's done is kind of manifested into those uh, creatures that were attacking Krakoa. And once she kind of pushes past that and you know forgives herself for all the crap that she's done uh she's able to bring the the beast down and now they've kind of uh they've determined that you know it was uh somebody magical that killed her and not so much magneto so again i'm not 100 percent sure and then now she has her memories back so she remembers everything or so we think everything um but, uh, yeah, apparently she knows who it was that attacked her, but we don't know just yet. <laughs> she knows, but we don't know yet. Um, I don't know. Like I said, it's, it's weird. It's a weird series thus far. Because, um, I mean, this took a drastic left turn. And, like I said, I really don't know if I particularly like it, if I hate it. Um, I don't know. I, I, I hope there's, like, only one more issue left. Obviously, with the way it ended, uh, there, there better be at least be one issue left. But uh, anyway, that was X-Men, The Trial of Magneto, issue four. Also out from Marvel this week, we have Avengers, issue number 50. This would be uh, issue number 750 total of Avengers. Uh, it's a oversized uh, small trade paperbacks uh, book. So... $10 price tag on that. Did not pick that up. Uh, so anyway, uh, also out we have Marauders issue 26. Uh, Fantastic Four issue 38. New Mutants issue 23. Captain Marvel issue number 34. Star Wars Bounty Hunters issue 18. The Marvels issue 6. Darkhawk issue 4. Uh, see, there's another Death of Doctor Strange tie-in uh, entitled White Fox. It's a one-shot. And we have uh, the Dark Hole Black Bolt one-shot. Uh, Phoenix Song Echo number two. Winter Guard issue number four. And Warhammer 40,000 Sisters of Battle issue number four. Whew. Well, let's carry on and let's go over to DC. Switching things over 
to DC. Up first, we have Batman the Detective, issue number six. This is the finale of this Tom Taylor miniseries. Uh, I don't know. I, I liked this story. I like this issue. I just feel the ending was a little anticlimactic. I mean, it, it wrapped up really, really fast. <laughs> At least the ending of it did. Um, you know, basically, uh, Batman ends up finding out kind of equilibrium. Equilibrium, her plot or her her motivation, pretty much how she plans on getting, uh, how she ends up. I guess her, her plan going forward to wipe out all of the uh, the people Batman has saved there in London. So he kind of figures it out, uh, goes in and gets uh, help from Ducard. Uh, he goes to Knight, who's now recovered, uh, and Squire, and basically forms his plan. Um, basically just ruins the whole thing, you know, ruins uh, equilibrium with her whole plan and whatnot. So... Um, it was uh it was cool. Like I said, I, I liked it, but I just felt the ending wrapped up a little too quick and it was a little anticlimactic. But overall, it was a very good series and I definitely recommend reading it. That is uh Batman the Detective, issue number six. Up next we have Batman Fear State Omega One Shot. So this just wraps up the whole Fear State thing. This is like the I guess the uh I guess what would this be? The prologue, I guess. Um, or epilogue, I'm sorry. Yeah, this would be the epilogue issue of Fear State. Uh, pretty much, you kind of see how everything is kind of where everything is going to go, I guess, in, as far as the... Uh, as far as with Poison Ivy, as far as with, I guess, with Ghostmaker, with the Bat Family... Uh, and it's basically Batman just kind of telling Scarecrow, dude, you, you, uh, you failed. <laughs> you know, Scarecrow thinks he's breaking out, but really it's just Batman, uh, capturing him and basically taking him over to, uh, uh, to Blackgate or Arkham or somewhere. I, I can't remember exactly where he takes him, but yeah, it's basically just, uh, it's, it's a way to wrap up Tinian's run and basically for Batman just to basically rub it in Scarecrow's face and say, hey, dude, you... I beat you, <laughs> you know, because Scarecrow thinks he's going to be able to get in Batman's brain, you know, his head with mind games and whatnot, but Batman had an answer for everything that Scarecrow presented to him and whatnot, so, but yeah, it was, it was fine, you know, I'm kind of over the fear state stuff, but I guess I think this puts a bow on that whole thing just, just nicely, so it's Batman, uh, fear state Omega, one shot. And now we get into this long list of annuals. This was the annual week <laughs> for pretty much almost every series thus far uh, in uh, <laughs> in DC. Most of DC's uh, stories going on. So up first, it's the Batman 2021 annual. So this is basically finishing out the uh, Ghostmaker. Uh, story, the Ghostmaker origin and whatnot. You get a look at uh, his childhood. You find out his real name. Um, I can't pronounce the first name, but it's something Khan. It, start, it starts with the uh, is it an H or a K? Anyway, so you find out kind of Ghostmaker's upbringing, and then you find out kind of how he ended up beating um, 
was it Queen Midas or something like that. Uh, how he beats her and all that other stuff. So that was really cool. And the whole time they're doing this is, you know, Ghostmaker's explaining this to Batman. He's telling Batman kind of what happened uh, as they're fighting and uh, uh, basically taking down uh, Firefly. So, uh, and Batman's just kind of like, yeah, uh, that's fine that you can do all that, but, you know, there's a reason why that's your greatest battle because it was personal to you. Uh, and that ties back into uh, Ghostmaker's origin and whatnot. So, overall, it was fun. I liked it. The artwork was a little different, but uh, it fit. It worked. So, yeah, it was a good, good, good uh, story. And I guess it kind of sets Ghostmaker up to kind of go do his own thing. Uh, if anybody wants to pick him up <laughs> uh, now that Tinian's done with uh, DC. Uh, but yeah, Batman 2021 annual. Up next, we got the Detective Comics 2021 Annual. Uh, this is a prelude to Shadows of the Bat and everything that's going with the Arkham Tower. So, Batman and Nightwing are kind of working this case. Uh, and it kind of goes back to Batman's... Something that happened to Batman while he was a kid with his dad and all this other stuff. So there's this nice dynamic of do we save the people, you know, or do we let them die? Do we do this? Do we do that? What exactly are we doing the right thing by trying to rehabilitate, you know, these these criminals and treating them as victims, you know, meanwhile other people are suffering and whatnot. So it's kind of the dilemma they have. Um, you know, you see a little bit from Lucius Fox of the people that are trying to get Arkham Tower uh, up and going. And they're trying to get funding, and, you know, of course, Fox is just kind of like, eh, I don't know about that, you know. People don't necessarily like the name Arkham around here, so, like I said, it, it, it'll it be interesting, you know, where this new story goes, and I'll, I'm I'm on board. So, and th this was really cool. I like the, the teamwork, and then the Nightwing basically kind of challenging Batman with his ideology and whatnot. So, uh, overall, it was fun. That was Detective Comics 2021 Annual. Up next, we've got The Joker 2021 Annual. So, this is another Gordon story. This is a, you know, uh, <laughs> another story of how the Joker has kind of tormented Gordon throughout uh, their history together. Um, you know, it, it kind of toys with the idea that Gordon knows that uh, Barbara's Batgirl. He, he knows, but he doesn't know for sure. It's like he has his suspicions and whatnot. So, uh, basically, you know, Joker's just kind of doing these small pranks or small little petty crimes that are seen more as pranks and whatnot. Um, because now that he's put away all of the... Uh, but now that Gord's put away all the organized crime, like all the crime lords and crime bosses, uh, Joker's like, okay, now it's time for us to take over as he has this meeting with... Uh, uh, with Penguin, with Killer Croc, with Black Mask. Um, so, it was it was cool. Uh, like I said, the artwork I liked. Um, but yeah, you can definitely see Gordon kind of trying to keep it together. Um, but you can tell it's slowly starting to, to wear on him and whatnot. And it's starting to rub off on Barbara where she's agitated that he's so focused and fixated on the Joker. So... Interesting, interesting little story. Uh, there's a nice little bit where uh, 
uh, they go onto a crime scene and they there's a pinata from a crime that Joker had robbed a Mexican candy store. Uh, basically stole a bunch of crap and uh, <laughs> he ended up stuffing a body in a pinata, <laughs> which was just weird. <laughs> but it worked because it just seems like it's such a Joker thing. How that hadn't been done before, I don't know. But yeah, that's uh, Joker 2021 Annual. Up next, we have Justice League Dark 2021 Annual. So this is finishing up, or I don't say finishing up, but this is continuing with all the uh, backup stories that have been in Justice League with Justice League Dark. Um, basically, they are kind of paid a visit by uh, Mr. E, who is... I guess come from the end of time and of course Constantine doesn't trust him uh, there's a whole dynamic Jason Blood doesn't really like him uh, you know Mr. Fate doesn't or, or Dr. Fate doesn't really trust him Zatanna doesn't really trust him but they know basically that you know they really don't have a whole lot of other choices but to, to trust him and whatnot, or at least hear him out and uh, they kind of get some insight as to what's actually going on with Merlin. Uh, is this really Merlin? Is it not Merlin? Is it, you know, is he under some type of control? Yada, yada, yada. So it was. Don't get me wrong, I liked it. It was just. It was a little too much. It was a little too much. Too, too, too dialogue heavy. Um. Uh, it just, to me, there was ebbs and flows in it. Uh, the artwork was cool. Uh, it just, it took a little too long to get going, for my liking. But it was alright, you know. And I, It definitely makes me more intrigued. I want to see more of this story. I don't, I don't want to have to keep buying a Justice League book just to get the Justice League Dark uh, backup story. But, that's what I gotta do. That's what I'll do, so. Uh, anyway, Justice League Dark 2021 Annual. Up next, we've got Justice League Incarnate, number one. Uh, so this is basically the new Justice League Incarnate, uh, the multiversal Justice League. Uh, they're basically trying to find the crack in the multiverse that was created, the dark side, you know, created by using Barry. Uh, and they're also trying to find Barry, so they get a new Flash, uh, multiversal Flash, and they're basically trying to stop dark side um and so i believe it's uh super president superman uh thomas wayne batman um the flash this new flash uh and then captain carrot and i want to say it was mary marvel maybe but anyway it was a couple of them they ended up going into earth eight have this battle with uh, uh, one of the, I guess it's a offshoot of Darkseid or a, a child of Darkseid or something like that. And, you know, him and Darkseid kind of have this battle. Darkseid ultimately ends up winning. Uh, they're able to move the crack in the universe to another Earth um, and basically kind of go after Darkseid who tries to kind of leave and go find where it is. So it's an interesting concept. Uh, it's cool. I like a lot of the designs for these multiversal characters and stuff. So, uh, you know, it's only a four, five issue miniseries. Um, so I'll probably stick with it. 
Uh, like I said, it was a little much, but like I said, I, I, I dig it, you know. It's not, uh, it's not bad. It's not hard to follow. It's just a whole lot of multiversal bullshit. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so it was, it was fun. That is Justice League Incarnate, issue number one. Continuing on with the annuals, we got Robin 2021 annual. This is basically Damien, uh, this is in between, this is before issue six. Uh, basically, Damien is, uh, it's basically just a, uh, he's going over his files that he's got to connect to the back computer um, using the, um, the baton that, that Nightwing gave him that he says was from Alfred. And he's basically able to pull up all the people that are in the tournament, kind of learn their powers and whatnot. You get the origin of Flatline. Um, and you kind of get a little bit with uh, Rose Wilson, uh, kind of how she got to the tournament, how Connor Hawk got to the tournament. Uh, and yeah, so it was, uh, it was fun. Like I said, you definitely learn a lot more about these characters involved in this tournament. So I, I really liked it. Uh, and I'm excited for the, you know, the rest of this uh, series, especially where this tournament is going to go. That is Robin 2021 Annual. Up next, we have Wonder Girl issue number five. And this was also a very, very strong contender for pick of the week for me. I really enjoyed this. Uh, basically, Yara turns down uh, Hera and her gift of immortality. And it pisses Hera off something fierce. <laughs> So she sends, you know, Hephaestus and all, you know, her other gods uh, to fight her. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Cassie's kind of meeting meeting with the uh, Brazilian Amazons and whatnot. And it looks like they're preparing for some type of war with the uh, other Amazon tribes. So um, you've got that going on. Uh, like I said, and then you've got uh, Yara basically taking on... Uh, Taking on the world, essentially. Well, taking on the gods, the Olympians. Um, and, yeah, it looks like it's going to be fun. The artwork in this is absolutely fantastic. I love the art in this book. Uh, this is just incredible. Uh, I can't put it over enough. I, honestly, I think this is probably the best artwork this week. This is probably the best art this week in any book I read. Uh but it's great. It's great stuff. That's uh, Wonder Girl, issue number five. And finally, finishing up with annuals, we've got Wonder Woman 2021 annual. Um, this is basically Wonder Woman getting told about this, that, uh, you know, the Amazons weren't the first people that lived on Themyscira, that uh, they basically kicked out the original inhabitants of that island, and they've been plotting some type of uh, revenge um, and Diana, you know, not really sure because this guy, this is a man telling her this, um, and whatnot. So she's kind of like, that's impossible. Men aren't allowed on Themyscira. You know, no man has ever stepped foot. I mean, obviously that's a lie because Steve Trevor stepped foot on Themyscira, but, um, you know, she's like, well, you know, that's a lie. Men were never, you know, on Themyscira. Um, she's like, no, we were there before you you know our home was taken away from us and we plan on getting it back um we live basically under Themyscira and we are planning on 
getting our revenge and you know there's a war coming amongst your own people so um yeah kind of sets up into that and uh yeah i i like where this is going uh the wonder woman title has gotten really really cool you know really good it's 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 fun i'm enjoying it uh like i said the they had a lull there in the Wonder Woman title, but now it's kind of got back on track, and especially with this warring Amazons and all that other stuff of the different tribes. It's going to be pretty cool. So that was Wonder Woman 2021 Annual. <sighs> okay. So, also out this week from DC, we have Action Comics issue 1037. Then we also have Human Target issue number two. That is a Tom King book. I'm not reading that, but I hear it's good. Uh, then we have Teen Titans Academy issue number eight. I'm still waiting for this whole Red X reveal, and I, I don't know if I'm going to pick back up Teen Titans Academy until I hear they're going to start doing, or they're getting ready to do the reveal of who the hell Red X is. But anyway, that's another topic for another discussion, or that's another uh, discussion for another day. Uh, then we also have Wonder Woman Historia of the Amazons, issue number one. This is a DC Black Label book that is uh, oversized. Uh, it's in the, uh, yeah, the oversized book. So that. And then we have Gotham City Villains Anniversary Giant number one. It is a $10 book. With a, it's a, basically a uh, smaller trade paperback. So, And then we also have uh, one more book this week from DC it is an annual it's Nightwing 2021 annual and that is coming to you next December 1st, 2021. We have Nightwing Annual 2021. We start out with a telephone ringing inside a 24-hour hotel. Phone rings. It's answered on its third ring. The man inside the hotel room picks up the phone. And he says, Speak. The voice on the other end of the line says, He's about to move, and he may never be out in the open again. You need to go. Now. The man in the room hangs up the phone, saying, Understood, as he puts out his cigarette. Outside in the rain, we have a businessman walking alongside. Looks like a bodyguard. The businessman says, is everything prepared, Tony? The man known as Tony says, Yes, Mr. Linker. Your new house is all set up. Our people are already there waiting for your protection. As they get into a car, Tony, conti er, Tony continues, says, Our people are also here in here for your protection. And we won't be paying attention to the little things like speed limits or traffic lights. Mr. Linker Fixing his tie, looks out the window and says, There are many in Gotham who would like to see me 
in prison or dead. Tony, looking at his watch, says, I know, but we won't let that happen, sir. Mr. Linker now looks back into the rest of the cab and says, I've made a lot of money, Tony, but I haven't made a lot of friends. Tony smiles says, well, don't worry. I'm paid reasonably well to be your friend, sir. Suddenly, there's a loud thud on the roof of the vehicle, and it, ca- it caves in. Tony, pushing down Mr. Linker, says, what the hell was that? As we see Red Hood on top of the hood, firing into the vehicle. He jumps off as the car goes into a mad tailspin, turns into a fiery wreck. Red Hood, seeing the guards crawling out of the the flaming vehicle, shoots them all in the head. Watching this is Nightwing. He says, okay, yeah, this looks bad, Babs. As Nightwing and Barbara Gordon are watching the surveillance footage, Nightwing continues on. But I mean, that's not necessarily Jason. As they continue watching, Red Hood now says, Linker, I know what you've done. As Linker, crawling on his hands and knees, blood in his mouth, begins to yell back, You're an absolute fuck! Nightwing says, It could be someone else wearing his helmet, pretending to be him. Then Red Hood takes off his helmet. He continues to say, this city would be better off without you. This whole world would be better without you. Nightwing closes his eyes. Damn it. Barbara says, I'm sorry, Dick. As Nightwing's dog, Haley, whines a wimpy little whine. Mr. Linker getting up says, I I have something to say. As Red Hood walks towards him, he says, and what's that? Linker turns around, pulling a revolver and firing, saying, I'm not done. The bullet bounces off a of Nightwing, or bounces off of Red Hood. Linker says, you, I, I, I know who you are. As Barbara covers Haley's eyes, you hear a loud bang. Red Hood, now over the body of Linker, says, You don't know anything anymore. Nightwing looks at Barbara and says, How did we get this footage? Barbara says, That's where it gets worse. Nightwing says, How could it possibly get worse? Barbara says, It's body cam footage. Nightwing wonders, From who? Tony up against the destroyed vehicle, looks at Red Hood and says, Do you have any idea what you've done here, you stupid vigilante fuck? You just murdered three FBI agents. Linker was an informant. He was going to give us a location on someone we've been after for a decade. Barbara then stops the video. She says, and that's when Jason disappeared. He hasn't turned off his locator. He's at a warehouse in Gotham. Dick grabs his baton and says, Okay, guess I should pay him a visit then. We then go to the past. 
Titan's Tower. The phone is ringing. Dick Grayson answers the phone. Alfred answers. Master Dick, your presence is requested at home. Nightwing says, really? Bruce made it pretty clear that I wasn't welcome. He made it extra clear by getting my replacement to move in. He fired me, Alfred. Do you know what that's like? Alfred says, No, Master Bruce has never fired me. I've been known to quit on the occasion when the merit, when the actions merit. However, your father is away for a few days. Nightwing says, This is you asking? Alfred responds, Indeed, this is me asking. Dick says, Okay, I'll see you soon. Then at Wayne Manor, Dick walks in the door and says, What's up, Alfred? As they go up the stairs, Alfred says, This way. As they walk in to the room of a young Jason Todd. Jason, playing his video game, doesn't even look over, says, I said I'm not hungry, Alfred. Wait, huh? Dick Grayson and Jason Todd lock eyes. Dick says, Wait, you said Batman is away. What is this? When suddenly, Alfred slams the door, locking both inside the room, forced to communicate. Jason looks at Dick and says, What are you doing here? Dick, taking off his backpack, laughs and says, Huh, Alfred tricked me. Jason says, That tracks. Grayson, looking at Jason Todd sitting on the floor, says, So... Batman benched you? Jason says, yeah. Dick asks why. Jason responds, I didn't meet certain standards. Dick says, yeah, I know his impossible standards too well, Jason. Jason stops and says, not his standards, yours. Do you know what it's like following in the footsteps of the golden boy? Do you know how many times he brings up brings you up? compares me to you tells me that how you do it better Dick sitting down on the bed next to Jason says would it make you feel any better to know he fired me Jason says yeah actually it does a bit Dick continues did you really steal the, the wheels off the Batmobile Jason continuing on with his game says yep Dick unable to hold a smile laughs. He says, that's objectively hilarious. Part of Bruce's whole thing is keeping us competitive. Making us meet impossible expectations. I'm sorry he used me to make you feel small. There's more to being Robin than Batman can possibly teach you. Jason, now turning his attention, looking directly at Dick Grayson, says, yeah, I get it. I'm going to make more mistakes and it'll take time. Dick then popping up from the bed says, Sure, but how, how about we? I give you a head start? Jason asks, How? Dick says, Suit up and meet me downstairs. Jason, starting to stand up, says, I'm, I'm grounded. I'm, I'm not supposed to leave the house. Dick, opening the door, says, I won't say anything if you won't. Concerned, Jason says, w What about Alfred? Dick Opens the door, sticks his head out 
into the hallway and says, Alfred, Jason and I are heading out. Very good, sir. Alfred responds. Now in the Batcave, Nightwing, suited up, looks at Jason Todd, now suited up, walking down the stairs, walking towards the Batmobile. As Dick asks Jason, are you ready? Jason responds, I guess. Dick now put his hand on the Batmobile says, and would you look at that? Bruce didn't take the car. Jason says, you can't seriously be thinking about taking the Batmobile. As Alfred plays with the keys and says, could you please stop for home? Could you please stop for milk on your way home, Master Grayson? Dick extends his hand and says, yeah, of course, Alfred. Now driving the Batmobile, we hear a loud, Woo! And Jason says, I've been in the Batmobile heaps of times before this, so how is this so much better? Dick says, no one's judging you or telling you not to put your feet up. Robin then says, oh yeah, that'd be it. But I can put my feet up? Nightwing says, it's actually probably best not to because of that button that launches rockets. Jason confuses us because of the button that launches rockets. <sighs> okay. Going back to it, J Jason says, okay, so what's the plan? Nightwing then explains, it's simple. We go out on patrol. Dick continues to saying, Batman's not talkative. Robin has to be. It's not just for the sake of it. It's to be a distraction. You and Batman will be more effective of a team if you can be annoying. Jason, smiling, says, Oh, I can be annoying. Nightwing says, And there's one reason Robin has to talk. For the victims. As they see a crime scene. A man, on the floor, picking himself up. Dick continues, You have to be a friend for the victims. As they jump down to see if the man is okay, Nightwing says, it's going to be okay. You're going to be all right. The man calling for his son. Sam, <clears throat> Sam, he, he took my, he took my son. As, as Nightwing continues on with his dialogue. To be a friend to the victims. To offer comfort that a dark knight in a bat suit can't. Dick then asks the man, which way? The man says, he went down the alley. Nightwing continues to ask, to say, call the police. Well, before he can finish his sentence, Jason's run off. The young boy yelling for his dad. As he struggles to get loose of the man with a gun, telling him to shut up. Jason, very angry, looks at the crook and says, very bad idea. The man laughs, looking at Robin and says, Ha! Nice costume, kid. Before he can do anything, in comes Nightwing, kicking him in the chest, up against the wall. Jason then kneels beside the kid and says, Sam, it's, it's going to be okay. Nightwing says, Rough night, Sam? But you're safe now. I, I promise. We're friends with your dad. As he kneels down to kind of give an example to Jason how he should be talking. The man 
with the gun says, Freaks. Jason walking over says, So, you want to hit a kid? Then hit me! Go on, hit me! As he begins to pound into the, to the criminal. Nightwing grabs Jason's arm and says, Robin, stop it! That's too far. We're leaving. As the Gotham PD pulls up. Now back in the Batmobile, Nightwing, continuing to start a lecture, says, Adults hurt, hurt you when you were a kid, didn't they? Jason, not even looking at Nightwing, says, Yeah. Nightwing continuing on. You want to punish people. Yeah, I guess. Nightwing says, I get that you're angry. Wanting to hurt people is something that's always going to be there. I've been there too. But we have to be better than the people who hurt us. Do you get that, Jason? Jason says, Yeah, I'll... I'll try. I'm sorry. Are you... Are you going to tell Batman what I did? Nightwing laughing says, No, this is all pretty new to me. But I'm pretty sure brothers are supposed to keep each other's secrets. As Alfred from behind the giant penny smiles. We now go back to today. Nightwing sneaks in to the, the warehouse where Jason is. Red Hood then turns around and says, are you going to try to take me in, Dick? Nightwing responds, Do I need to? Jason turns around and says, I didn't do it. As Nightwing drops down in front of Jason and says, I believe you. Confused, Jason says, Just like that. To which Nightwing responds, Just like that. Why? Red Hood asks. Nightwing answers, because you don't up to it. Now take off your top. As Jason begins to pull his shirt off, Nightwing says, sorry about this. Jason says, it's okay, Oracle sent me the footage. You're looking for a bruise from the bullet, right? Nightwing says, it's not that I don't trust you, but I watched you shoot those FBI agents and that informant with my own eyes. I already have a working theory for how my eyes could be wrong, but this will eliminate any other possibilities, like possession or mind control. Jason then says, Well? Nightwing says, You have some concerning bruises, but none correspond to where the bullet was fired. Jason then putting on his shirt says, So, what's your theory? As Nightwing fires his baton and grappling hook, he says, I'll tell you after we visit the scene, the scene of the crime. Now at the crime scene, Dick says, Oracle, Oracle hacked into the FBI files. They've recovered the bullet that was fired at you. We know it dropped here, but it was raining on and off. As Red Hood says, hence the storm drain. Yes, says Nightwing. As Jason responds, and I'm down here because... Nightwing says, because you can't openly be at the, the scene of the crime where you're the prime suspect. And it's your name we're trying to clear here. As, Night, as Red Hood in the sewer says, so I'm the one who has to climb into the sewer? Exactly, Nightwing responds. 
Red Hood continues walking through the sewers. Then he says, radio's back in the Nightwing. I found the bullet. We then go back to the former home of Bruce Wayne, Wayne Manor. In the old Batcave. Jason asks, why are we here? As Nightwing begins to pull some of the tarps off, some of the equipment, he says, I want to run some analysis on the bullet. Red Hood says, there's another reason the shooter couldn't be me. I stopped using guns. Nightwing responds, I heard, and you're using uh, a crowbar? Red Hood says, Batman dresses as a bat. Similar thing, I guess. Facing my fear. Nightwing says, then you should dress as a crowbar. Or just make this shape a lot. Shut up, says Red Hood. Nightwing laughing says, seriously, I'm proud of you for putting the guns away. Bruce is too. I think it meant a lot to him. As Nightwing goes back to the computer and says, analysis is done. Jason, concerned, says, Okay, and Nightwing continues. Linker said, I know you, but he only said that after he shot his killer. I think there's something that he saw that we missed. Ah, and there it is. Clay. Jason says, so this was your theory? Nightwing responds, yeah. Jason says, then I guess I'm not quite done with guns as Oracle radios in to Nightwing. She says, there are reports Red Hood has been seen outside one of Linker's restaurants. Linker's lieutenants is eating there. Corner of Redondo and Lucas. Nightwing responds back. Six blocks away, only one way we're getting there that fast. Looks like we're stealing Dad's car again. As Jason says, can I drive this time? Nightwing says, absolutely not. We then go to the restaurant as we see Red Hood opening fire on the patrons inside. Jason then says, there I am. Feel free to hit me hard as they charge towards this new Red Hood in the Batmobile. Nightwing says, done. As they hit the Red Hood and he sends himself flying. As they exit the Batmobile, Nightwing says, Preston Payne, Clayface. As Clayface throws Clay at them, screaming, Get away from me! They split up. Red Hood says, Keeping his attention, or keep his attention, I'll do the rest. As they split up, Jason looks and he sees Batman. He says, Wait, wait, Batman. Nightwing swinging in says, no. As he cracks this imposter Batman with his baton. He then grabs, then Clayface then pushes Dick Grayson up against the wall, trying to mold him with clay. As Red Hood says, drop him. Trying to distract Jason, Clayface says, it's me. It's Batman. Jason says, If you think I'll hold back because you look like Batman, you badly uh, misread my unresolved issues. 
as Jason fires a freeze gun at Clayface. We're now inside the kitchen as Clayface begins to awaken. He says, what, what is this? Red Hood says, you're in a freezer, Preston. We need to speak so that I've thawed your head. You're going to speak or you're going to stay in the world's most disappointing ice cream forever. As Clayface says, you, you would. Nightwing says, he would. Now, tell me, why did you impersonate Red Hood? Clayface answers, because he's the most violent of the lot of you. He's the one of the, he's the one the feds would believe without any questions. Red Hood then points the freeze gun again at Clayface and says, Tell me who hired you. And who are the FBI trying to find? Clayface concerns says, doesn't matter. He he's already at the Gotham Airport. He he's about to board a private plane for the Madolves. Who is it? Red Hood screams as Clayface answers. Wolfgang Balsma. And then Red Hood fires on Clayface anyway. He says, you! Freezing him, then bashing him with his crowbar. Nightwing says, Jason, hey, uh, are you okay? Red Hood says, yeah, just uh, help me pick up the pieces of Clayface and uh, we'll call the feds to come pick him up. Nightwing concerns us. Who's Wolfgang Belsma? How do you know him? Kneeling over, Jason says, he was a dealer, made a lot of money with some bad product he brought into Gotham a long time ago. He, uh, he di disappeared after it killed 83 people, including the mayor's son. He hurt so many people, and he got away with it. It was the first time I saw an overdose. As Jason remembers, his mother. Jason continues. That was the first time I had to make the phone call. The first time the paramedics had to bring my mom back. Nightwing says, I'm sorry, man. Why would Clayface be working for Belsma? Red Hood says, there's something wrong with Preston's head. He's been hurting for years. I'm guessing Belsma gave him something to ease the pain. Nightwing then radios in to Oracle. He says, there's a private plane about to take off from Gotham, from Gotham till Maldives. I need you to do whatever it takes to keep it on the ground. Nightwing then says, all right, let's go get him. As he grabs the keys to the Batmobile and says, you can drive, Jason. The pilot then comes over and says, I'm sorry, Mr. Belsma, we're, we're still not cleared for takeoff. Air traffic control is reporting a technical difficulty in the system. Belsma says, I don't like this. I want you to take off. The pilot confuses, sir, we, we don't know if the runway is clear. We could... Belsma pulls out an Uzi and says, get us in the fucking air now. The pilot begins to take off. As air traffic control radios in, 714, Whiskey, Bravo, you are not clear for takeoff. I repeat, Whiskey, Bravo, the runway is not clear. Billsman says, they're lying. They're trying to keep me here. Keep going. Looking out the window, the pilot says, sir, th there's something on the runway? 
as we see Red Hood and Nightwing racing towards the plane in the Batmobile. Concerned, Nightwing says, Jason? Without even blinking, Red Hood says, You said I could drive. As he charges the Batmobile headfirst into the plane, breaking off its runway gear. Outstep Nightwing and Red Hood from the Batmobile. As the cockpit door gets kicked open, Belzma pulls out his Uzi, screaming, Fuck you! Nightwing then tells Jason, Take him! Red Hood throws many batarangs and then begins to beat Belzma with his crowbar, yelling at him, You hurt so many people! As he continues to speak and beat and beat on him. Nightwing yells at Jason, Red Hood, enough! Red Hood! Robin! Jason then puts the crowbar down, finally collecting himself. He looks at Belsma on the floor and says, They're going to take you away. Everything you have will be gone. And I'm, bearing, and I'm betting there are a lot of people in Gotham Prisons who remember what you did. Good luck with that. Once Gotham police gets there, they arrest him. Red Hood then turns to Nightwing and says, You were right. Sometimes, seeing them get justice, seeing their power and their freedom taken away, it's better than dealing out violence. Nightwing says, Dude, you hit him with a crowbar. Laughing, Jason says, And those sticks of yours are like being hit with fluffy pillows, are they? As they both get up off of the Batmobile, Jason then says, Now, let's get the car back before Batman knows it's gone. Looking at the damaged Batmobile, Nightwing says, you don't think the world's greatest detective, the world's greatest detective, is going to notice this damage? Red Hood says, "Sure, but we don't have to own up to it. Pretty sure brothers are supposed to keep each other's secret." And that's how the issue ends, man. This was a lot of fun. This was a great, uh, great team-up issue with uh, Nightwing and uh, Red Hood trying to clear his name. And yeah, I just, I, I really dig this. Uh, this uh, brotherly brotherly bond these two have in this issue. Don't always get to see that. The nice side of, you know, Jason Todd and, and Dick Grayson together. So just uh, just fun and cool to see, you know, flashbacks of, uh, you know, Dick Grayson taking uh, Jason Todd under his wing. So that was Nightwing 2021 Annual. It was pick of the week, December 1st. 2021. And that's going to do it for this week, man. Nightwing annual 2021 is you know takes home pick of the week this week great stuff i went back and forth between that and you know king of spies man king of spies was awesome i really dug that i love the the whole feel of the uh of the story of of uh king of spies but nightwing edged him out just a little bit you know spawn brought some fire this week hell cop was also good 
uh, you know, all the annuals from DC, man. A very heavy annual week, and they all kicked so much ass, man. The Joker story was great. The Robins, you know, back, you know, back or origins and back, you know, backstories and all that. That kicked ass. The Detective Comics annual kicked ass. The Batman uh, annual kicked ass. Batman Detective was awesome. You know, even the Fear State Omega was just kind of, was okay. You know, it was nice to see that finally wrap up. Uh, you know, the Justice League Dark was a little wordy for my liking, but hey, still was pretty cool. You know, Justice Incarnate also does its thing. Uh, but Wonder Girl, man, I, I cannot brag enough about Wonder Girl. The art on that is mwah, chef's kiss. Beautiful. Just beautiful. Uh, you know, Daredevil was awesome. Amazing Spider-Man. Some fire this week. Finally back on track with that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, like I said, there was uh, a lot of good stuff this week. A lot of good stuff. You know, Venom. You know, not its strongest showing, but still, still very good stuff. And uh, I'm excited to see where that goes. But, yeah, so be sure and go and like and subscribe to the podcast, wherever you listen to it on. Uh, be sure and go and swing by social media on Facebook and Instagram. Both are at i.have.issues.comics. That's a tongue twister sometimes when you have to say it multiple times. But, uh, yeah, so... Be sure to go there and be sure to tune in to the live stream on Sunday mornings. That usually happens about 11 a.m. Central Time for the uh, top five issues of the week. Uh, Last week was a top ten issues of the week because it was uh, hard to narrow it down to five. This week may be a little bit easier. May, may not be, but we'll do our best to do that. And so, yeah. Anyways, I've been your boy Vasos. This has been I Have Issues. We'll see you all back here next week. Same time, same place, same I Have Issues.